into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Okay, hello. Your host Matt LeBlanc or something. I don't know. Um, uh, I <laughs> did, I'll be there for come. Nice, nailed it. Now we're we can do it too. Come town. You think you're the only podcast that make up dumb songs about come? <laughs> Anyone can do it, and everyone should. I um, am drinking come right now. It looks like we're drinking big glasses of come. Uh, if you've never tried, if you're a listener of the show and you've never tried unfiltered sake. It looks like cum. <laughs> Silky mild. If, if you put it into a, uh, if you, unfiltered sake, unfiltered. Oh, you're supposed to shake it, fuck. You're supposed oh. to use it as lube. <laughs> if you drink it out of a fucking glass, it just looks like a huge, huge glass of cum. I'll tweet it. I'll pin this tweet so you can see this decadent drink we're all having. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to Pod Damn America this week. Um, it is now hour fucking 59 of the great... Um, uh, barbecue fucking beef online uh beef pun intended uh of twitter if you're addicted to the internet and you've been on twitter all day like i have and you run in the dumbest uh, leftist weird alt fucking weird twitter circles um then the, uh, on the internet you might have seen this thing that happened today where munchies which is vice's like food depart thing um of course it is Branch? What do you call like their sub branches? Uh, department? I don't know. I don't know because they're like a magazine that's not a magazine. I don't know what to call it. Munchies. Outlet. They're chans. You know, noisy. Media forum. There, that's a good one. That there sounds you know. important. Um, uh, the, they tweeted out this fucking food media experience. Nice. Content. Um, FMX. <laughs> oh, by the way, before I even get into this, our guest this week is uh, one Took Edelo. Hi. Welcome to the show. What's up? Um, anarchist Miss Frizzle at your service. <laughs> Took is, a, is the anarchist Miss Frizzle. She owns a bus uh, that we <laughs> <laughs> frequently um, get into weird fights about. I don't know. She um, makes a lot of mistakes and gets real messy. Hell yeah. Like I like it. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. <laughs> Magic bus. I'm just going to cue in that song right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We'll get to the bus later, um, but you may have heard Took on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, on Radio Free Brooklyn, what would save the world? It is a bunch of people from not Brooklyn trying to brand themselves <laughs> as Brooklyn, <laughs> but that's cool. I'm down. We're having fun. It's a political. It's like anarchist leaning political theory talk therapy. Yeah, I did it last week. It was fucking great. It was Thank a lot of fun. Um, so. This this uh, Munchies article got tweeted out, and the headline of it is, um, "Why is Brooklyn barbecue taking over the world?" You know, and uh, then the there's this picture of like a very sad plate of like a small portion of ribs, <laughs> a little or I'm sorry, brisket, a little dish with exactly two pickles in it, and uh, like um 
like a six ounce mason jar of some craft beer and then just two of those like hawaiian uh you know roll things that you get in like a bag at a grocery store <laughs> still stuck together they're little cube guys and they're like you know they come all stuck together it's sort of a perforated edge and you uh you know you take them apart <laughs> anyway so this hilarious picture goes out and um i mean i don't know i twitter lost its mind and there's now all these like posts sort of Twitter fiasco theories on like, you know, maybe like this is like a marketing device now. It like is. they yeah. were intending for people to go crazy and argue about it in order for this article to get like a lot of traffic. Um, you also kind of hear this theory. So they can be like, taste the controversy. <laughs> yeah. You got to hear this theory about um, like uh, superhero movies and stuff too. Like someone kind of pointed out about Wonder Woman when it came out, that there were all these, like, articles that seemed to go up really quick about, like, you know, some fucking alt-right troll, like, some shitty men's rights guy bought out an entire movie theater, and he's so angry that this movie's happening or whatever, and it sort of raises the question, like, is this how you market a movie now? Like, <laughs> Yes, they're you... trying to sell you social justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really disturbing, because I kind of fell for this one, because it, it, uh, I mean, I'm from Texas, baby. You got me a little bit with that really stupid, um you know, uh, uh, regional fucking uh, sportly, um, you know, arguing about your type of barbecue thing. Um, it just, it, it it made me, there's like five different things happening. The first one is, uh, you know, it's funny because it's like a small shitty plate of barbecue and it's being marketed as Brooklyn barbecue. Well, it's because people find like that withholding hipster Brooklyn shit to be like very sexy and they know that <laughs> like that's like the Brooklyn charm is like you're going to hate this and you're going to be miserable, but it's going to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to do cocaine at a bar and like suck a dick and then you're going to go home and you're going to cry about it. And that's Brooklyn. But, yeah. So that's what they're trying to sell to you because apparently, I don't know, I guess that's cool. Well, it just yeah. seems very antithetical to the concept of barbecue because, like, barbecue is sold as this, like, gluttonous, like, oh, my God, we're oh, going to be yeah. so crazy. We're going to get a huge slab of meat, and it's going to fucking, you know, tilt the, the, the Flintstones car over or whatever. Just and, a like, loaf of Wonder Bread in there. Yeah, but, like, with because everything is fucking expensive in Brooklyn and there's all this, like, gentrification shit happening, and, you know, so a, that plate of barbecue from that restaurant costs as much as like a shit ton of food somewhere else yeah. where barbecue is actually from would cost so it costs like you know 30 bucks for like this little helping of fucking meat whereas like but it's but it's vegan <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well, it's that's a, a vegan butcher shop they're just well, killing fake cows in there well i used to <laughs> that's gonna be a thing soon they're they're making fake meat pretty that's gonna be some of it might be good but is it but, GMOing the meat. Is it like, <laughs> did we like totally like devolve these farm animals just to like set them free and let them die? Now we have to let them use their purpose, man. Like that is their their role on the natural food chain, man. That's the, the real life chakras. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I feel like eventually we're gonna make like tofu like that's just sentient and we just reinvent animals all over again <laughs> like the way that they the way that uber was like we created this huge bus that goes around the city on like a track or they just invented a bus um that happened like i don't know a year ago or some shit well but are like, people gonna pay for if we like go totally meatless like people pay for the experience of actually being in a slaughterhouse so you can like kill a co tofu cow it's a museum yeah oh it's gonna be like i used to so i used to work at 
one of the establishments named this article, won't say which one, but half the people, because it was kind of, it was like a Chipotle style, like you go up and you order and you go down a little line. Yeah. And Not uncommon in barbecue. Right. Uh, but half the people would, be, when you would get to the end and you would tell them how much of it is, <laughs> how much it is for like a piece of brisket. And we would offer them veg, you know, some pickled veggies, coleslaw and shit. But a lot of times people just want the meat. Yeah. And you get to the end and it's like 15 bucks for like, it, you know this massive plate, this massive tray. They put it on a tray with wax paper, right. and it's like m- maybe one-tenth of the tray is the meat. And you tell them how much it is, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the other half is like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, because they're like into the barbecue experience. They can afford it. You know, they they like to feel like they're in it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, at a barbecue, I mean, it's not sh- – cheap other places but you don't have you know if you want like a wood fire thing in new york city that's gonna be a lot of extra overhead but yeah i'm like a barbecue foodie so like <laughs> you know like i understand like these prices are really high barbecue barbecue i'm oh, barbecue because they treat the animals really good because they're cute i'm like you know you're just like paying for the animal's life <laughs> when you like you're, you're paying that is like what i call like a sacrifice to god to these days <laughs> um yeah so i guess everyone is, you know, kind of like uh, reacting to this tweet and going like, that's not what a fucking plate of barbecue is, you fucking hipster. You know, look at this. This is from fucking, uh, you know, some shithole in Louisiana. Oh, it's huge. It's a huge yeah. plate of food. Put It'll a firework you, in right? it. Punch me in the face. Then it's real barbecue. <laughs> yeah. We have to have a Trump sign in the background. Uh. <laughs> Those liberals cannot have barbecue. I've eaten at the place that they named in this, uh, this restaurant, uh, or in this um, article, by the way. And it's great. It's fine. I mean, it's fucking too expensive, but it's like the same way I feel about fucking ordering a craft beer at a bar here. Yeah. Like, you, I know what I'm getting into. It's going to cost way too much. Whatever. It's fine. But it's funny that this concept of like, Brooklyn barbecue's taking over the world because, um, you know, I don't know. It's like it's regional food. It's from pla- it's it's from parts of the country that people in Brooklyn tend to completely condescend to and shit all over. Like, yeah. they're, you know, a bunch of fucking inbred hicks and shit because they don't understand, like, the complexities of, uh, you know, class differences and stuff like that in uh, the middle of America or whatever. So to me, my first reaction to it was like, oh, this is really funny because um, and I think. I'm discovering as I talk to a lot of people, this might be maybe my least popular, like, opinion as a lefty, but um, I totally believe in the concept of, like, cultural bubbles. Like, a lot of people I know that live in New York are, like, you know, the the most just confined people ever, and they're always just screaming. Like, I was at a bar with a friend of mine, she was just drunk, just screaming. We were just talking about gentrification or something. She's like, I'm not in a bubble, you know, it's like... No, you are. Yeah. Everyone is in a bubble. Like, there no. are limits to everyone's fucking experience, right? So, I'm a fucking native New Yorker. We totally live in a bubble. Let me just say, <laughs> I, I hitchhiked around the country for a little bit. People said hi to me in stores, and I'm like, why are they fucking saying yeah, hi? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm like, oh, hi. And then I came back to New York, and I was like, I'm going to say hi to people. I'm going to talk to people on the train. And I would, and people would be like, what the fuck? Why are you talking to me? And then I stopped. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've yeah, like I have only I've spoken to a Trump supporter once, and it was in Wisconsin. I was there for a show like a year ago. Oh, that's a bad place to for that to happen. Yeah, but I didn't my I didn't even try arguing with him. I was just like it was like I was at a zoo or something. Yeah. I was like what or not a zoo that but like a museum. You know, <laughs> like what is this thing? I just you know because we don't I don't talk nobody I know uh, like the most conservative people I know are like 
like Obama. You know, I mean, there are a lot of libertarians in New York. Yeah, they just true. they just like don't hang out where a lot of like lefties hang out. Yeah, They're but if you talk to them long enough, they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, a lot of libertarians. Like universal health care. You know? If you talk to someone long enough, they start describing socialism. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. Why? <laughs> what are you doing? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever met like some of these libertarians who like believe that we should only be paying property taxes and they believe that like the property is the property and that should pretty much be like your own country? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, these they I, live in New York. They do. Yeah, I've met them. Yeah, that shit isn't really r- like a regional thing as much as you would think it is. Like, I think uh, I think well, also a lot of those people like just their half of their head is just fucking slammed into the internet at all times. So like that type of thought comes out of like weird internet circles, like 4chan and shit like that or whatever. Um, so yeah, there are fucking libertarians everywhere, and and, and uh, it's it's a disease. It's brainworms. But um, I guess my my point with this like picture of this little shitty plate of meat as like you know <laughs> being sold as one of those billboards you see all the time or it's like um or one of those internet ads you see all the time where it's like this white woman that moved to Brooklyn 3 years ago is like you know starting a revolution with selling jewelry or something like there's always this sort of narrative of like Brooklyn is like someone in Brooklyn is is you know fucking doing it better than anyone ever and it's like um well, it's very funny because, yeah, this is exactly what a person from Brooklyn would get wrong entirely about the concept of barbecue. Like, it does, to me, very much. It's like, this is such a good example of how you are in a motherfucking bubble, and right. you should get out of it because there's better barbecue outside of the bubble. Um, but, like, aren't most people who write for Vice, like you said, they're not from New York, so are they even, like, in a New York bubble? Like, where the fuck are they coming from that they think they should come here and write about Brooklyn barbecue? I don't well, know. You know. They're from like, Connecticut. They're from Connecticut. Or, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, well, so I, I read the article and actually like the it's funny because the the tweet, the headline and the picture all make you furious. And then you read the article and the person in the article is writing like kind of from what we're talking about. Like the question is like, why is this happening? This person says that they went to Spain and they were like eating at a restaurant, a barbecue restaurant. And that restaurant, they talked to the chef and the chef goes, my main inspiration is this place called Fetzau in North Brooklyn. And the guy's like, I live across the street from there. Like, why is that? Your main inspiration, why isn't your main inspiration like Texas or North Carolina or Kansas City, like places where this type of food is actually from? So they kind of just look at like the whole marketing nature of it. And there's this really fucking weird that there's this like post, post, like Brooklyn aspect to to selling things around the country now or whatever. So it was was kind of deceptive. Like it actually had more to say, but it it ended with a big question mark and just went, I don't know, fuck it. Yeah. Why did this happen? Well, I, I mean, I bet if you went to, like, Barcelona or something and you wanted to be influenced by one of the restaurants there that was, like, based on some other Spanish region, like, it wouldn't be completely authentic either, you know? I think maybe... Like, yeah. They just want to go to America, and it's the biggest city, like pro- and they see this thing that's, like, kind of... Appropriate, uh, appropriation squared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, meta, like, post, post, post-modernist appropriation. It's got, like, <laughs> three fucking branches to it. I also think memes. Everything's memes today. I also think Europe might be the only place left in the world that actually thinks that Brooklyn is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else is pretty much fucking over it. Like, we yeah. get it. You're, you know... Especially people here. You have fucking mason jars and shit. You drink things out of mason jars. That's pretty much 90% of it. We get it. Brooklyn, uh-huh. you know? so can you guys explain? Are you from New York? Where are you from? No, I'm f- from uh, the Midwest. Okay, so like, what is it? Why is Brooklyn cool? I don't know. I'm from here. I don't understand. <laughs> because like, I don't understand. it's a combination of, uh, you know, because before like the past decade, like growing up, you hear, oh, Brooklyn. It's like, you know, kind of this tough place. 
but ever but within the past 10 years it's become like that but it's also this but very hip why do you think that happened is because it was cheaper than manhattan everybody wanted to move to new york but they could only afford brooklyn well you're asking about are you asking about why like, brooklyn why began this way or why the perception like, of brooklyn like this well way? mad people like moved here like every day like i've never met other new yorkers like i mostly people who yeah. come here are just like yeah. gentrifiers and i hate to call them that but i, I don't hate to call them that no you should, but most people is. who come here are just like people from like connecticut and shit who moved here to be on broadway or like be a comic or some shit uh-huh. well like, I i'm think, like trying to figure out like why is well, it new york is all, New York has always been. I mean, a few decades ago, it would have been the like East Lower, Lower East Side. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Brooklyn, just that. Is that what it is? Yeah. It just like expanded because nobody can afford anything. I think it's there's a twofold thing to it, and one of them is like not people's faults. One of them is that for sure there are fucking industries in this country that people are trying to work in, and they just only exist in like New York and L.A. and shit like that, and like. You live in other places and there aren't fucking jobs and you you make minimum wage, which even even lower there, and it sucks. You kind of have to leave for professional reasons, and then you just end up living in whatever the fucking most livable, cheap part of New York or L.A. is, and that ends up being here. Also, a lot of people leave because their home life sucks because they're, you know, like gay or something, and they're in some yeah, fucking horrible place. Yeah, I wish I had place. somewhere to come out of the closet, too. What do you mean? Like, I wish I could like go somewhere. Like I feel like people come here like from fucking Narnia to like come out of the closet. Like I want to go somewhere and come out of the closet. From Narnia. And, yeah, like they come. I, I, oh, out of I'm the wardrobe. Like, Where are they all coming from, okay. Narnia? Like, I just want to want to move to another city and get to come out. But now I just come to New York. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we know. Like, so with those people, I don't like think it's on them. Like it shouldn't be your personal fucking responsibility that society is set up in this way that's fucked up and it causes gentrification to happen. It's really fucking whatever. I don't yeah, know. There's weird. something like, like a bigger structural problem, and yelling at the people isn't gonna fix because they're symptoms of the problem. You know what I mean? But on the other hand. You are totally right that for some reason Brooklyn is marketed as like this, and people don't think of it as marketing, but it's like sold as this concept of like fucking, you know, all this cool art stuff lives there. And you're in your early 20s, you just got out of college, you're going to go there and fucking uh, make hats or some shit. And like, (laughs) that's an identity. And I think a lot of that stuff people don't realize is fucking like. I'm going to join a hula hoop collective. Yeah, yeah. But if it was a collective, I'd almost be fine with that. I think a lot of people, people don't realize a lot of this is what's going on is capitalism. It's a brand. Yeah. Um, the concept of, like, you know, doing cool things and, like, starting a small business here and being, like, this up-and-comer or whatever, that's all fucking, you know, that's, like, normie bullshit. Um, so except it's when, very funny. Except when we do it. <laughs> no, I've, I don't want to yeah. fucking start a business i have to but i don't oh, want yeah. to yeah. um god i want to just walk into the ocean i'm so <laughs> fucking tired um <laughs> yeah, you would want to just walk into the ocean jet your fire <laughs> yeah, go over yeah, to rockaway yeah. man I'm have just... a beer over there and fucking watch it flood you <laughs> see like an ad on the subway the ocean you were you know where prices are cheap yeah I did mean, you, that, you tried to kill yourself too. but you ended up gentrifying atlantis in a sandcastle yeah. <laughs> Gentrify Atlantis. That's like a cause I could get behind. Yeah. They already have Bin Laden, so. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing that happened, uh, and why I was kind of thinking a lot about this cultural bubble shit, is at the same time, there's this teacher strike happening in West Virginia, and it's not getting as coverage from the mainstream media. Surprise, right? Um, You know, Jacobin's all over it, and there's like maybe one fucking New York Times piece or something, and um, it's a non-story to a lot of people. And uh, predictably, a lot of like our our fucking favorite, um, you know, normie 
dorky neoliberal uh, hashtag resistance people are like way way misunderstanding it and showing accidentally their ass and how much they like don't understand what's going on and what happened with 2016 and all this stuff so um my favorite twitter account joanne reed who i don't follow and is in my fucking feed constantly because everybody thinks that this is like the the fucking person who's somehow gonna save the country marketing um (laughs) she tweeted um Here's what she tweeted. Meanwhile, teachers in West Virginia are on strike for better pay and health care. If they start voting for politicians who actually support those things, look out, GOP. And uh, there's a lot going on here. And I think she got owned pretty hard for it. But um, it's really interesting because it kind of shows you how much this person doesn't understand, like, the the flaws in what they're saying. Like, how much they're being kind of a dick. Because, you know, she says, like, um, if these people in west virginia start supporting politicians who who like who, who like uh health care and better pay you know now nah, then west virginia is really in trouble which is implying that like you know if these people support like fucking uh joe, joe biden or yeah joe biden or you know fuck whatever hillary clinton she's essentially she's talking about hillary clinton you know yeah. she's saying like that camp of people like uh, she's kind of characterizing them as the party of healthcare and minimum wage and shit like that and right. it's like okay so we already had a primary like <laughs> 2016 in west virginia and west virginia went so hard for bernie sanders who was the guy who was like minimum wage and healthcare yeah. and shit and all this they stuff voted she's talking for that. About. yeah like they already God. you had a poll you know like they already told you that they are for these fucking things then you crammed hillary down their throats and like then they, you know, the people just didn't show up. They just went, fuck this, and went back yeah. to their lives, and now we have Trump. Well, they like, did some shit where they voted for Jill Stein because they got so excited that their small town, everybody was into Bernie. They were like, we could do this, we could do the revolution. Everybody vote for <laughs> Jill fucking Stein. Anti-vax, yeah. They're yeah. controlling the weather, and then, you know, it went back. I mean, sure. Like, statistically, somebody did that. I, mean, I think it's kind of a fucking uh, red herring because if you look statistically at the numbers, like, most the, most people actually show, p- people who were, for Bernie in states like that actually showed up for Hillary, but like oh, no. yeah, a I, lot of them just fucked off. Like more people switched from uh, Obama to fucking uh, whatever. I'm gonna mix up these terms. Yeah. I yeah. just like anti-vaxxers. I think they're very entertaining. <laughs> talk to my mother. Shout out. Oh really? Yo. Yeah. Can me and your mother kick it and we can like smoke a joint and I can like talk her out of it? If you can convince her that there's no ammonia in the joint, she would love to. <laughs> uh, I would tell her it's in everything. It's in ammonia's and everything? Yo, you think vaccines cause autism? Yo, this weed causes <laughs> autism for about two hours. It causes autism. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's autism. Uh, well, what's it's like the Democrats they have there, because they have a Democratic s- senators, and like I think the governor might be getting, like, these are the senator, Joe Manchin, their senator, uh, was the guy who ran an ad where he shot Obamacare. <laughs> he he like, shot the bill. That fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's like if these are the Democrats who they're going to support, then, like, what are we what are we doing? You know, like, the, and it's not. And, and I hear this argument when people say, well, you have to run these centrist, basically conservative people there. But, like, that's not, this is not true. Like, they, they clearly they, they want something that's talking to their material interests. And if you look at history, uh, Black Panthers have... I mean, there was 
a lot of people in, in the 60s from West, West Virginia who migrated to, like, Chicago. Um, and the Black Panthers were able to organize those people. Yeah, for real. And also, like, you can see, like, what's her name? Danica Roem or something? In Danica Virginia. Rome, yeah. Danica Rome. Yeah, she won in Virginia. Which Transgendered. Right, uh, right. Tra- trans woman. Yeah. Trans woman. Um, in West Virginia, no, in Virginia, Virginia. in Virginia, yep. which is considered to be East a Virginia. very, very red state, like they never go blue. They've gone they blue, blue the past. Hillary. They went blue for three Hillary. elections. Really? Yeah. But well, it's but it's it's demographically, it's kind of like there are parts like yeah. rural Virginia is you very. Remember, I lived in I lived in Virginia for a little bit, so there's like a part of me that like remembers. Them Where did you live in Virginia? I lived on a commune in Virginia. Oh, in did you live on? Virginia. Okay. Like, where did I live? Oh my God, say it on the radio. I don't care. Uh, so I can't remember the name. I we I know somebody who. Twin Oaks. Yes. I lived at Acorn. Let's talk after the show. Okay. Whoa, okay. Cool. Well, I mean a lot. Of, I mean a lot of lefty people go down there for six months. You know, become polyamorous, come back, and now they've changed their name and like you know yeah. have like you know a fucking gay girl haircut. You know that's how that goes. <laughs> did you ever meet a guy on a train around that part of the country wearing a Y shirt? Or that. <laughs> 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 yeah. no, I'm just fucking with you. That was a callback to something you weren't here yeah, for. Deep cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Virginia can be a very red state. So I'm saying it I'm can sh- be. I'm yeah, yeah. I lived there as a little kid. Yeah, yeah, of all the left people they could elect, they elected her. Like, that's yeah. like intense. Yeah, right. well. And, is, and uh, the Lee Carter, the Democratic Socialist uh, DSA, not, DSA candidate, was, was elected in Virginia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we already got into this on your show. No, no, I'm down now. I got over it. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly converted. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, if you run somebody who, if if you run a like a candidate who actually will stand up for the things that people actually want down there, you know, if you run like a hard fucking leftist, people go, oh, this person's speaking my language, healthcare and fucking yeah. uh, uh, minimum wage and shit like that. But uh, this this argument that's been put forth by like centrists about how you have to um, incrementally you know walk them back from being Republicans all the way over to the left right. is like it's just to save their own asses because they don't actually want to run leftists. No, like yeah. they're not Nowhere. actually leftists. Yeah. they're fucking conservatives in blue ties. You know, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, stop all these dumbass labels. They don't work. They don't work. Yeah, I I mean, it's, do you want to come into the ocean with me? <laughs> well, let's go to the ocean, and then let's figure out how to grow the plants in there, because global warming is going to happen, and we're going to have to change our diet. Yeah, we're going to have to eat pokey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, I guess what I'm kind of zeroing in on is, as somebody who's from the South, there's something that really fucking bothers me about... Uh, coastal sort of people and that this condescending attitude they have towards the south while sort of conveniently showing up to talk about like these protests and shit like something i thought was really funny was um when you know roy moore was about to almost win in alabama all of these like um billy eichner and like fucking lena dunham types like were like um you know they were tweeting things like alabama you're better than this and i was like online like you just called them retards for like 10 <laughs> fucking s- straight months you called them you talked to, about these people like they're inbred fucking morons all the time and then then you just switch all of a sudden and go like you're better than this and oh there's hope coming out of the, you know once these fucking delinquent idiots uh, get through this this strike they're they're gonna they're gonna get even smarter and eventually become neoliberals like us you know and it's oh, like God. it's so fucking obnoxious because like you just there's just a clear misunderstanding of the rest of the fucking country and a blatant like it's offensive like it's offensive to think of large groups of people like this as fucking dumb you know but yeah it's totally 
within the Overton window of being a fucking liberal. Like, and I, 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 far lefties do it fucking too, though. That's everybody does it, man. And I'm, it. you know, I learned this lesson from doing stand up. Like, I figured out after a while, I traveled around the country and I went, oh my God, I've been doing this like hick voice, like just kind of as a joke to make fun of people and like doing David Crossy sort of shit. And as I like traveled and did stand up, it became way more obvious how hacky that was and how like dumb of a joke it was and how people weren't laughing at it because people were not not laughing at it because they weren't offended. They were like, no, like this is so obviously not true to us, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And also like when people like generalize about Southern culture and shit as being racist or whatever, th- th- there's a lot of like people who are not white who are included in southern culture (laughs) you know yeah it's such a racist way of just characterizing it only as the white people in the south you know right um and also like you know when we when we fucking joke about um like rednecks being racist and shit and like all these hillbillies and shit and like the white working class or whatever you know, I think we're thinking specifically about racism as like a quality that's kind of like a virus that's in people that we can go, look, I found one. This guy's a racist, you know, set him on fire or whatever. Well, we don't we're not thinking about as racism as like a like a concept that is uh-huh. just involved in all these social institutions, because in that way, racism is a fucking rampant in New York and L.A. and in the big powerful oh, yeah. places like cities and shit, because yeah. that's where all these like businesses are fucking at work. And they're right. the people that like implement racism in like a social way you know it's a live like electricity and a power line up there you know and like there's there's more stuff up here therefore there's more racism just because it's inside of everything it's so classist it's like it's racist and classist because racism and class intersect obviously but like do you guys work in service industry Yep. yep yeah i'm fucking like all the guys in the back are like People of color. Everybody in the front's like white or white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. New York for you. Like New York, New York, New York is mad racist. Anybody who thinks New York is not racist is just not fucking paying attention. That's when I get irritated when people are like, "Oh well, that's where I do get irritated." When people say New York is a bubble. It's like, it's not a bubble. I grew up in a fucking, fucking Carroll Garden. That's a really fucking yuppie neighborhood in this in this in this borough. Yeah. And if you walk like three blocks, my mother be like, "Don't go to that area." I'm like, "What's wrong with that area? It's Gowanus, where there happens to be a project." Do you know what I mean? And people yeah, are black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know that that all the neighborhoods in New York that anyone has ever told me is a bad neighborhood are the black neighborhoods. The neighborhoods where more people are black. And do you want to know where I got fucked with? All, the only time in New York was at noon in a yuppie neighborhood. So it's just New right. York's mad fucking racist. It's it's a bubble in the sense it's still a racist bubble, but the bubble is pat, uh, patting ourselves on the back for not being racist or like you know yeah. dealing with race in some well, it's different just not perception. Calling what you're saying racist. Yeah. It's still racist. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's what everybody in this fucking country does. Everybody's right. like, oh, I think this, but that's not racist. It's a bubble oh. of etiquette. You know, we have a different etiquette surrounding race here. Yeah, different yeah. etiquette surrounding race. Yeah. yeah. yeah for, for real, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there is some extent to which it's like, well, if you're gonna be fucking racist, at least be the openly like, right. <laughs> you know, the person who's just aware of it and like will tell you and wear a t-shirt that says I'm a fucking racist or whatever because it's kind of like more insidious and fucking dangerous to have this weird double speak like denial thing that yeah. people kind of have on the left where they're like well I'm not racist I just support every institution in society that like uh-huh. you know implements racism yeah I'll, I'll defend the cops first you know like when you tell yeah. someone about a, like a shooting or something from the police and they're just like the first thing they do is ask you questions before they're like oh my god that's terrible yeah it's weird I've had it happen many times Right. Yeah. Th- I mean, it's. Th- I'm sure some of the same people who would like call the cops 
in the situation in a situation like that in in New York uh, would also who would also take umbrage to someone asking like, hey, what's your ethnicity? Um, I don't would, see color. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But, but you know, but you think about like the like the etiquette in somewhere else and like the Midwest or the South or something. And it's like, it, you know, there are these little things that we've decided to not do in places like New York where it's like you're not supposed to ask someone their ethnic background as if there's like never any circumstance where that's appropriate. Because sometimes you- it's like not that big of a deal. And you go to somebody from like who's who's from the Midwest who's like white and they ask somebody that it, like that seems so inappropriate from the, in this bubble but like in reality that doesn't have to be such a you know loaded question all the time but you know everybody gets to talk shit about all the time what's that Ooh. the jews the orthodox jews <laughs> well <laughs> not I mean, i'm jewish so i get to say this but that's like oh, okay. that's the unifier of all the people in new york everybody people hates do the really orthodox just jews. openly fucking just throw yeah. that shit around. Remember yeah. that guy who was running for office in like Long Island who was just like, "Oh yeah, uh, the the Jewish the Jew landlords, landlords <laughs> have had it too I, good for too long." I don't condone any of that, but I'm just saying, you can you can you can hate me if you want to if you want to hate a Jewish person, you can hate me. <laughs> okay, open invitation. Yeah, I'm, I, I can be the one. Tweet at don't, but don't do it to the other ones. Leave them alone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Holocaust of one. <laughs> Holocaust of one. I like that. It sounds Can like I a get a Heyman? Movie. Um, a Heyman, it's Purim. Oh, happy Purim. If I got that, I would have thought it was very clever. It's I just uh, didn't know. Anyway, this cum is delicious, guys. It's a really good cum. <laughs> I can tell it has lots of good pheromones and stuff. This guy drank a lot of pineapple. <laughs> uh, oh God! What a, what what a feminist! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he's wow. Oh, we gotta have feminist bars where it's just pineapple cocktails, <laughs> and it's called like penis envy and shit like that. What's <laughs> the cocktail name? Um, envy colada. Penis <laughs> colada. <laughs> um. What the fuck else is going on with this teacher strike? Well, there was uh, one of the the most inspiring thing to me was the fact that the leadership uh, went in, they made this negotiation, and they're going to get a five percent raise. Uh, and then they go out to all the rank and file, and they're like, "All right, we got the five percent raise," and they're all like, "Yeah!" And then, and then there's like. They were about to wrap up, and then everyone was like, "Wait, wait, what else? What else you get?" And they're like, "Well, that's that's it. That's that's all we. That's literally it." <laughs> and so they continued the strike until they get um, a change to the the pika or whatever it is, the pia, yeah. the healthcare. But I think also some shit happened where like somebody came. They were like, they went to the house and passed this five percent. The Senate passed four percent, and then they now they have like a committee or some shit. Oh yeah, they want a committee. Of yeah, two Republicans oh, that's what and it was. One Democrat. The com- right. Instead of actually fixing their healthcare agency in West Virginia, they wanted to. This is the deal they struck at first before the membership didn't accept it, um, where they were going to have a commission suggest things to the legislature for 2019. Uh. I, I thought it sounded like political cuckold a little bit. <laughs> oh, it, it was like yeah. one Democrat. Uh, yeah, you sit in the corner of the room and watch yeah, Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also some weird stipulation in the deal that they got where um, teachers are forced to download an app that tracks how many steps they're taking 
that then like some of their benefits are based on how many uh like if they went to the gym or not or some shit yeah um (laughs) like if they don't download the app they get fined five hundred dollars at the fucking end of the year or something I don't know. I mean, this is fucking future hell. And this is shit that, like, people that think that they're on the left, like, support, you know? Like, oh, Elon Musk, he's so cool. This is exactly oh what he God. wants. Oh, my God. That's like Burning Man leftists. I hate Burning Man leftists. <laughs> yeah. I read this. They all love Elon Musk. I read this article, themselves. this interview with uh, Donald Glover. Um, <laughs> and it was about his, like, uh, you know, how he created Atlanta and, like, his sort of you know, writing genius and creating genius as, like, uh, you know, this fucking weird uh, mastermind guy that, you know, we're supposed to understand that he is. And he seems like he kind of is, but he also seems like he's a little bit batshit crazy. And I was really on board until, like, they were like, who's, you know, your, who's your idol? And he was like, I think it's Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> like, Yeah. It was weird. He started off talking about Marxism and shit, and then he just switched to, like, you know, I think Elon Musk is like achieving this level of greatness that I admire, and it's like, is that why is that greatness? You know, shooting a car into fucking space or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he remembers Marxism for the fact that his face was on sh- shit in the Soviet Union, like the instead of the ideas. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, shit. Do we have anything else? I guess. Well, the teachers. I um went to a screening last night of a documentary um, about the the uh, student strike in Quebec a couple of years ago. Um, it was put on by DSA's Labor and Strike Solidarity Comrade Took. Uh, <laughs> this is your, your, your Do new we want to broach the DSA issue or should people <laughs> to oh, check out your... Oh, we broach uh, the DSA issue? We can broach yeah, yeah, yeah. the Domestic and Security Alliance. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> No, okay, so you got to understand, I am like a recovering Occupy Wall Street crusty fuck. Uh-huh. So, like, once you go crusty, you never really crack. Like, you're always going to be kind of irritated at, like, certain kinds of people who tell you you should, like, get with the program and, like, get with the real version of You should get with the real systems and the way things work. You know, and you should really just, like, kind of try to be realistic. So, like, I've ha- I have a lot of friends that have, like, a lot of issues with DSA, but they've, like, chanted, like, USA at marches and shit, and I'm like, how can you be anti-Israel and not be anti-United? There's a bunch of dumb motherfuckers so in the DSA. No, 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 There's no, 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 factions. No, 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 There's a bunch of dumb motherfuckers everywhere. So that's, that, that's yeah. why I'm being a dumb motherfucker, because I'm going, like, oh, like, yeah, so I don't want to be a fantasy anarchist, you know? I want to be an IRL anarchist. You can There's do both. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to keep some of the fantasy, but what I'm saying is I don't want to, like, be an elitist fantasy fucker otherwise <laughs> that I'm just being like one of those like neoliberals. It's like the same kind of yeah. thing even if it's anarchist. Right. So what I'm saying is This like, is the, what I accused you of. When yeah, I made I'm sure, but, 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 but at the same time you were wrong about some things because in some ways I am doing real shit already. See, I'm not full-on fantasy anarchist. <laughs> I just needed to drop my kick about the DSA because there are people in the DSA who could do good shit and the people who are stupid I can call them as individuals just because they've registered under something that I think I don't like people registering things in memberships and cars but that's my own petty shit. But like, people in the DSA, DSA do cool shit. I will work with people in the DSA. I will maybe go to a meeting. I will call up people on their anti, on their, on their imperialist crap. And <laughs> I, I said that weird. I will call people out on shit that I think is stupid. But 
Hey, as long as people are not like down with the fucked up shit, you know. You should g- come to meetings and call people out on imperialist shit. That would be yeah. good. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not gonna call myself DSA, but I'm not gonna like completely yeah, hate you... on the DSA. I'm gonna hate on individuals who suck <laughs> from the DSA. It doesn't have Just to like be I your do. identity. What? It doesn't have to be your identity. Yeah, I know. I have <laughs> identity issues. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Give me a break. Everybody's traumatized. When I get to have my little, like, pill, like, I hate the DSA sometimes. You can hate it if you want no, to. No, I don't hate the, the other part of this myself. fucking, the other part of this weird fucking spat we had is I, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you join or not. I'm I don't just, care if you care if I join I, or not. No, I'm I just reacting. I want to create an anarchist utopia, but I'm no, wetopia. simply reacting to you making fun of me for being in the DSA. This is a reaction. <laughs> oh, is it, I don't oh, give a fuck oh, if you. personal. No, I'm saying it's like a like I, I'm not out here trying to headhunt for the DSA. I'm not like Tuke. You have to. I'm. F- I don't. I'm first and foremost politically a fucking nihilist. Like I oh, really that's don't care. Up. I hate that even more. Yo, DSA is better than nihilist. I can't. It's coming from inside no, of my black rich heart. White like, I don't kid care. On a train taking wires from their mother. I'm like a freight train. I'm homeless. No, you can be poor and night. be a fucking nihilist. Yeah, that's true. I just wanted to be an asshole. I'm not rich. I'm a pasty Mexican. Well, I'm half. Um, Fine, you can be a nihilist. I'm just gonna talk shit. Um, but what I mean is that I'm not like this. This this thing coming from you got framed in a certain way where I feel like you were like, um, you know, like I'm like I'm on this side of the fence over here in the DSA, and you're over there, and you should come join. And it's like no, like you can just no. be. I'm also farther left than the DSA, and I just show up and do shit with them because I think that. They have people power. That's it. But when did I ever give you shit for being on the DSA? I well, we were fucking drunk yelling at each other on Facebook like every other week. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's less about the DSA and definitely more about just like enjoying fighting with people on the internet because they're yeah. not in my face and it's like therapy. Sometimes I go on Facebook and I just message people. I'm like, remember when you did this thing five years ago? It really pissed me off. And they're like, what the fuck? And then I message them the next morning. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like an angry person. <laughs> I, I, I will openly admit I'm a very angry person. Ah, uh, it's all right. Me too. That's okay. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're just angry people fighting about shit that doesn't matter. Like, oh, the DS. I think that the DSA um, like kind of matters. Does it really matter? Tell me how it matters. Tell me about how my anger matters. Well, not your, an- oh, you know, what politics. Matters? Like, politics yeah. matter. Yeah, politics matter. But do my individual feelings? I want to wear a DSA? T-shirt that says "Politics Matter." Like it's <laughs> oh a, my God, like it's a, fuck up. it's a statement. Like, check <laughs> it out, guys. Am I blowing your mind? But like me and Jake fighting on a Facebook status <laughs> about politics, how much does that matter when in reality I think I know I'm being ridiculous and he doesn't care. So he knows I mean, just as much as, you know, someone on CNN like duking it out. You uh, know what? You're right. It does matter but not on the large scale because yeah. a large scale still listens to Bill Maher. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, a larger scale. Than He's like the Joe Biden of comics. Let's yeah, gentrify the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Um, but yeah, DSA is cool. So I'm very clear. Like DSA is all right. Like I'm okay. just the DSA. Not, I, it has nothing to do with you. See that? Like no, you're a full comrade tanky now. Just admit it. The DSA was never tanky. For those, no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. I know. Like I know I'm, I'm trying to push your buttons right now. You are pushing my buttons. Just and it's fucking working. With you. And it's working. I just did my like anarchist OCD. Where I'm like, actually, no, that's not where that lies. I'm like the spectrum in my brain that you totally have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Like, can you please get with my SJW programming right uh, now, please? <laughs> I called you a tanky because I know you would hate it. It's funny. Call me a tanky, though. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do think it is important for there to be, like, pressure from the left for the DSA, you know? Yeah, yeah I'll come To keep it honest. 
Yeah, see, here's the thing. I started, see, this is where I started to come to DSA. I started getting annoyed with a lot of, like, my comrades who would, like, <laughs> go to, like, you know, FTP protests, and some dude's like, but don't we need the police? And everybody goes over, and they start screaming at him about racism, and he's like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't like the racism, I don't like the class stuff, but don't we need the police sometimes? And somebody goes, but the police, they came, they came from slave patrols. How do, you know, how do you not understand that? How do you support that? And he's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, he doesn't understand. It's like, and these yeah. are, he doesn't fucking understand. So I started to kind of feel bad for certain kinds of liberals. I'm like, oh, he's like almost there. He doesn't get yeah. it. He's just yeah. getting yelled at. So yeah. And that's like, the function of DSA, because they're not going to jump. DSA is even farther left, so why am I right. mad at DSA? Yeah. I'm mad at DSA because I hate myself, and I don't like people chanting USA, and that's a really dumb reason to not like DSA. Are you sure they weren't just chanting DSA? You know what, actually? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, you know what I just figured out, though? Thing. Actually, actually, you just solved my life problem. <laughs> the person who told me they were chanting USA is a Workers' World person who used to work, oh, for, they were trying yeah. to work so for the UN. So I'm pretty sure that like this person, I'm not even going to say their gender because I don't want to get people giving me a hard time right now, is just like a fucking, like, she had this like fake Twitter. No, I don't fucking give a fuck. Molly Crabapple like, called her out on like Twitter. She had like a fake Twitter about Syria <laughs> and like all this shit. So she was the one who told me. So actually, <laughs> all gone. I'm recovered. Listen, somebody infiltrated. It's all you should. It's apart. called. It's called activist uh, abuse, and you should fucking. Your house of me. crusty cards is falling into a pile but of there are other black things denim. About it, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Truce. Wait, we have a truce. You came on my podcast. I'm on your podcast. I thought we were pretty cool. I know. I know. I was fucking around. Um, but sorry. That, so you watched the documentary about? Oh yes. Yeah, the documentary was uh, it was really interesting because I had thought of this as I didn't know too much about it. I thought it's like, oh, this is victory. You know, kind of an inspiring story about how these students in French Canada got the government to uh, they 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 wanted to raise tuition. Um, which is would have been a first for that region because they wanted to make it more like the U.S. and like privatize uh, college education. And there was a student strike. They voted very early on to go on strike, and they ended up going on strike for months, like all the students in in uh, Montreal in Greater Quebec. Um, and it ended, um, and the movie was kind of like spun it as a victory of sorts but the the way it ended was there was an election coming up and they just kind of stopped the strike and the bloc quebecois which is like the quebec uh not so much more like the maple leaf block um they they came into power they're throwing Molotov cocktails full of maple syrup. At yeah. Yo, that's the most Heist. revolutionary thing I've ever heard because it's throwing violent sweetness. <laughs> violent sweetness. Is that a band? That is the name of my left breast. Whoa. Uh, nice. it's, it's, I, it sounds like sake, violent sweetness. Hell yeah. Um, but they, so the, that's what I call my cum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> violent sweetness down. Um, no, but they, so the, Quebec National Party comes into office and, and and they defeat the liberals who were imposing this uh, this tuition hike, and they end up um, instead of hike they they end up canceling the tu- tuition hike, but then they do a new one that's indexed to the cost of living. So basically the same thing, and and uh, people now see it as like a victory, but really uh, they kind of gave up. Um, like 
that's the so hippies in the 80s when they sold out. Everybody gives up. And that's yeah. why I get really mad at the DSA. And just I'm just mad at all activists because everybody eventually gives up and sells out. Well, but the DSA, <laughs> I think, is an exception, is like the opposite. What are you talking about? You so probably have five old dudes, and one of them is probably a creeper. That's how it always works in activist groups. Every activist group has five old... Okay, that's how DSA started. Okay, DSA started in the 80s with Michael... It has the reverse... uh, The story is reversed. Okay, so it started with Michael Harrington, who... And, like, he he wanted... His goal was to solely to reform the Democratic Party. He wanted to turn the Democratic Party into a socialist party. Oh, yes, I heard this last week on What Would Save the World on Radio Free Brooklyn. There you go. I yeah, and now the history right, at the DSA, right. and then I posted, "Fuck Mary, kill Mao, um, Mao Harrington, or like some of the radical." Let's say Lenin. Yeah. yeah. What would you, what what was your? Uh, oh God, I I would just kill myself. <laughs> somebody would, somebody said they would marry Mao, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That you'd I'd live probably comfortably. Marry, I'd probably marry Harrington. Like he probably just has, is like one of these old like socialist dudes who has some unchecked no. gender yeah, marry and class him. stuff. But He's like gentle. I could deal <laughs> I could deal like every dude I've ever dated has unchecked blah blah blah. So it's kinda like, you know, it's fine. Well, I, I can I mean, deal with it. Everybody like, has some unchecked bullshit, blah blah like, blah. You know, uh, th- people are inherently going to be flawed, but the question is whether they're moving in like yeah, a better exactly. direction and or a worse one. And it sounds like he was. And DSA, so, I think, is a, a moment in so. our fucking history that sort of exemplifies like it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I and you're yeah. fucking really cynical about people, uh, and uh, you uh, seem right. to be really, really fucking anxious about like people moving in the wrong direction and yeah. becoming like like you said like old you know uh, the sh- yeah, hippies that, that gave that up in the fucking 80s that wasn't even supposed to be about the DSA yeah, like, that well, what does it tell you no, but that is an interesting like right. progression to have uh, you know we're used to thinking things that way but this is an example of something actually moving to the left right? so it was less left and it moved left yeah Okay, you know, that's, that's what that, it's no, I mean no, now I, it's it's kind of too diffuse to say it moved a lot of people from like you know, a politicalness to the left. Yeah. Yeah, that t- that's legit. But also, and as that's an organization, Bernie. Bernie did help with that, even though he's a Zionist. Yeah. He did. No, okay, let's just. So let me actually, actually, I have been to a DSA meeting. Okay. In Austin, so I went to Austin with What's my. Where I'm from. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, so I actually had a point about Austin before that a lot of New Yorkers have moved to Austin, probably come back and start barbecue restaurants. Yeah, totally. But, um, <laughs> God, it's a fucking vicious cycle. I hate all uh, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Austin, New York. You know, we have babies. We have weird babies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I went to this DSA meeting in Texas, and I had mixed vibes. I actually wore a sweater that I had that said Clinton Gore just to see if people <laughs> would like fuck with me and I definitely got some really dirty looks. Was it 96 or 92? It was 96. Nice. Um, and I lost that sweater and I'll never get over it. But but uh, so I was there and there was this girl like literally running for like some like school district something and she was like she gave like a speech about her like, campaign, which, and she seemed cool. But she was like, "How about yeah?" And my hair, Lord and Savior, Bernie Sanders. Like she literally said that. Where I get that Bernie cult shit. But do you but think she was joking? She was joking. <laughs> She's obviously joking, but it like freaked me out. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm like, "Because you understand, I am like nuts. I am like ex crusty, and I had a lot of people I tell me they you. were the messiahs on this. Somehow, story. I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, messiahs really scare me. So, but um, but then this old guy, they're like talking about going to this like Latino like workers fucking protest and he's like what we're gonna do is we're gonna be good allies 
Wait, for real. And was this gonna, Danny Fatante? No, this is just some dude in Austin, <laughs> and he's the coolest old white dude ever. Every meeting I go to, some old white dude says something like horrible, and then another one comes back and gives you hope for humanity. But he, and he just goes, "What we're gonna do is we're gonna go and we're gonna look at them and we're gonna go. Tell us where you need us. <laughs> where do you need us?" And I was like ready to applaud. That was so dramatic. It was, but in the meeting it was too. He was like almost crying. Oh. It was beautiful. It was like feminization of like the hated masculine of the old fat white dude. You know, like that's like the alt right, but it's also this man. Interesting. I'm sorry. I uh, it's just I was spellbound by your performance. Or <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is she talking? About? It uh, overtook him. Oh, nice. Oh, golly. Oh, you're punny, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did kind of forget what we were talking about. Oh, though, I'm so I'd, sorry. Uh, took DSA us on a Harrington. Harrington, DSA. We were talking about... Fuck. Oh, unions. Oh, there is... Okay, <laughs> so... Unions, but yes, the union there is... makes us strong. George there you go. Soros' is money. Oh, I forgot about that yeah. shit. Oh, let's not do that. Let's not. Well, the, so... <laughs> This is, and I, I, I'm curious to get your opinion on this because yeah. there are a lot of there are um, hardline Trotskyists, and I <laughs> I get matched with them on Tinder a lot. Oh really? And then I switched it back to only women, so I don't have to deal with that. Is there <laughs> you put a filter on Tinder of like no Trotskyists? Tinder, I always get matched. I had to change the age. So I kept getting matched to college Trotskyists, and they're like, "You live on a commune," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't want to suck your dick." Like, um, well, so unions, I think there are a lot of problems, obviously. between There's a, a disconnect between rank and file, leadership, representative, you know, and it ain't working. And a lot of this has to do with uh, emphasis now over the past, you know, 20, 30 years on electoralism rather than, you know, strike organizing, things like that. Um, but there are Trotskyists who would say – Fuck the whole union thing altogether. Let's just go for this to for workplace councils. Let's just organize a network of that uh, instead of trying to deal with a trade unionist. So I think that there's definitely like a meeting in between. Okay. I think you can kind of have both. Like I, th- I think so, so. So when you say unions, you mean people who are just like banding together and saying like a like, legally represent, like, 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 uh, like a legally represented, and then like a workers like council would be something more like a worker owned business or something like that, where it's just like a little bit more like basically, internal. yeah, like, or it'd be like an unofficial thing that they kind of just do like a Soviet, own. like a Soviets, basically, is what um, they want to do. What do you mean? Please explain. Like yeah, I guess a collectively. Uh, I mean, they want to pri- start they, little they by little taking over workplaces. Publicly private, like publicly private, kind of like. So I don't mm. believe in private property, but I do believe yeah. that we don't we can own property publicly without the government. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Like, but that yeah, yeah, yeah. like Soviets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like more for that. Because I just think that once you get the state involved, you have to you have to deal with a lot of legal things, and yeah. you have to deal with a lot of things that maybe don't benefit you and benefit the business side more. And I'm just really not up for giving the business side any credibility. But I understand. Uh-huh. I would think that like unions would kind of be like a gateway drug to workers' council, where it'd be something yeah. like maybe you would get. In set in stone so people get used to it because people are used to following laws people are I think that people 
a lot of the issues that I see about people being able to form like autonomous collectives is people don't really know what it means to work without having be t- to be told so. I think that's not always true because I also don't believe in laziness. I think everybody c- contributes in a way. But what I have noticed is like living on communes and living in places where there is nobody in charge, a lot of people need to like get used to the idea that no one's going to tell you to work and that like in order for people to like feel comfortable with you, you have to actually like make an effort to contribute. And I've seen a lot of people just not really understand how that works. Yeah. So I feel like maybe like a union is a gateway drug. Right. You have to kind of learn to be part of a collective. We don't live in a collectively conditioned society. We live in a very individualist society. Uh-huh. I know I sound like I'm a fucking street kid on acid, but this is what I honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, it it would also entail like act taking over production, which is a whole yes, nother which can is of where worms we have these that unions don't have to. Who want to play Spanish Civil War? Yeah, like, which LARPing. is great, and we should start. And this is something I think DSA should start doing is as start introducing initiatives that are just mutual aid, well, like school, like start after school programs. You yeah. know, we could start doing that right now. You've read my you fucking know? mind. I honestly think what we should have in schools like we should start some sort of like autonomous like collective whatever that brings in protest or protest or like social change workshops to kids in like high school where you teach them about the history of protest because that shit is not taught that shit nobody understands like a lot of political (laughs) political switches and social views and stuff started with riots like stonewall was a riot a lot of things were riots and that scene is like very violent and not productive but actually historically it is where people get are taught about like black panthers without the stigma like taught about what actually makes things happen so i mean talk about union we talk about all that stuff like to teach kids how you actually make a difference in in the world other than learning math you're never going to use i mean some people will but i won't yeah yeah um protest ed <laughs> uh yeah i totally agree because i mean that you're right that's like that is, that that specifically is a problem that i think we all kind of forget about because you just age past it or whatever but like there is a reason there's a huge dissonance in america and there's all this class blindness and you end up seeing like symptoms of it that are very uh you know, like very obvious. Like it's, it's uh, you just reminded me of something that happened like la- this last year during Pride Week uh, or Pride Month, where somebody made a big uh, like pro police, like you know, oh rainbow god. police car thing. Oh my god! No, 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 no. Like, my this people, is based on a fucking riot against the police. Sat down in front of Stonewall to not let the police give their fucking marching band and I'm like broke as fuck I just stopped being a stripper and I'm face painting in the street and I hear that the <laughs> broke fucking as fuck, cops I'm face painting in the street yeah I love and it. I fucking see the cops <clears throat> arrest these like like mostly like black trans queer black trans black trans there's always people who start the movements for the queer people fuck you but um so Wait, not, not to be clear, not fuck, no, not fuck to the them. black trans. No, 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 okay, fuck yeah. you to the fucking to this guy, the guy I'm about to explain. Not sure. you, no black trans queer. You guys are awesome. Sorry, I'm not being clear. I'm sorry, I just get really passionate about this. So I'm fucking at this thing. No shit. And the pol- oh yeah, <laughs> and the police are sort of arresting the activists, and I start going like. Nobody understands the police. Uh, you know, Sylvia Rivera threw the brick, and you know the police have no right to be here. And I start like 
to when I go up to any gay person, any person who like I think might be gay. I'm like, you understand, right? And they're like, uh huh. And I hear him walking away, being like, yeah, but it's different now. <laughs> Some so guy yeah, just walking by. Like, Why'd she grab me? Fuck that guy <laughs> who has no fucking appreciation for like the fucking trans women who started the Stonewall riot. Yeah, well, so I think that's something we're kind of zeroing in on. If I'm going to play fucking armchair psychologist here, yes, is it thematically, it seems like what we're kind of getting at is like, like what you were describing with the fucking kind of dumb liberal guy at the DSA meeting and everyone yelling at him like we like people don't understand this stuff they didn't get taught it so the thing for us to do if we have any fucking hope for trying to fix any of this shit is well, that like, guy wasn't at the DSA meeting. That guy was at a march. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just want to clarify. That's a rando guy, not DSA. Okay. So let's give DSA more credit than that. Anyway. But, be, but <laughs> so we were faced with this choice of either to get really fucking angry and yell at these people because they're doing something that's wrong, which they are, or to try to like explain to them the situation so they'll come to the right conclusion because they're also just dumb. I mean, ignorance is that your lack of knowing a thing, you know? Or it means ignoring it when it's right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I feel about fucking racism in the United States. Yeah, well, I mean, did we we always use the word ignorance when we talk about racism, and it's like if we really thought people were ignorant, we wouldn't be yelling at them like you're dumb. You know what I mean? Like it's not nice to yell at a dumb person. So like, I don't know. I mean, do we want to fucking demonize these people or whatever, or do we want to, you know, uh, like uh, try and you know be level headed and like change people's minds or whatever? Because I mean, it is when I see people fucking promoting a, a picture online of a rainbow police car i get really mad because yeah. i'm like this is so wrong but then i think about it and i'm like well put myself in their shoes what if i had never gotten into any of this political thought and somehow just missed it which seems easy to do in america uh-huh. i could see myself at some point thinking what these people are thinking like just ha- having a lack of knowledge about why that's fucking wrong you know why I know people who sincerely, wholeheartedly believe that, like, a rainbow Apple logo or something is just, like, a good concept, you know, a fucking, uh, that sort of corporate, you know, social justice or whatever. If you hire more gay people at JetBlue, (laughs) this will be better. Yeah, yeah. Here's also the fucked up thing, like... So they're not like exactly wrong. Like that that does make it better, but that doesn't make it acceptable and that doesn't mean it's going to change the other parts of oppression against that group of people. Just because you help an individual doesn't mean it's going to help the entire group. That's these fucking nerds problems is that they think that that's that's the only argument that they can come up with at all and that they shouldn't have to think about the rest of all of the fucking problems or whatever. So like you hear it from these people all the time and it seems like well they're like, "Well, I don't know, but I just what about this? What if yeah. you support a small business or whatever?" And, and it's like I've noticed is the majority of people like we're specifically talking about like pride and trans people and stuff like a lot of people don't even understand the realities of those people. Like I was talking to my father just like about like the experiences I've had hanging out with trans men when people feel comfortable saying to those girls yeah, it's like insane, and people don't understand the level of that. Like, what is socially acceptable to say to a lot of different groups of people? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just because oh, like their friend has a good job at like Microsoft or whatever the fuck, you know, doesn't mean that people still don't see them as subhuman. Right, and that one of them getting a job somehow lifts up the others because they're connected <laughs> by some sort of <laughs> underground network of being <laughs> trans. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You put a gay dude on a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Visibility is important. God. Right. The fucking rate of suicide among trans people is like s- 
it's so fucked up and it's like you know well, it's because indigenous people who were queer or gay or gender whatever um were considered to be two spirits and they were honestly considered considered to be like holy people and that's the argument against ben shapiro that two only two genders have existed forever but um when you look at those people, a lot of them were considered to be sort of like, like I said, spiritual, spiritual, like higher ups. And I think it's because like a lot of people who experience that kind of thing get in touch with something in themselves that's like a little different. I don't know. They don't have it. the lens of like, oh, I can only be attracted to these people. And well, these I don't people. know about that. I just. Actually, you know what? I don't know what I'm saying. Is I'm gonna stop here. I'm <laughs> drunk, and I feel like I could potentially be hinging on something very problematic to say. I just, because I just don't really know what I'm talking about. To be honest with you, all I'm saying <laughs> is that at some point, people who were queer were treated very differently than they are today, and it obviously right. worked out okay. Well, the Middle Ages, colonialism. I think in the Middle Ages, in like really? England and shit, it, uh, homosexuality was like well, tolerated. Part of what I think this alt-right shit is, I think a lot of it is just, like, repressed men, and a lot of it does come down to that men aren't allowed to be bisexual in our society. Like, I'm allowed to be bisexual because it turns men on. But men aren't allowed to be bisexual because I don't even understand, because it's just some very, very high standard for It makes no sense that men rule the world and then, like... Don't fuck (laughs) each other. Like, well, just... Like, why not? Like, I... apply so many rules to themselves you know like yeah, it's don't really you want to be free <laughs> like don't you want to be able to do whatever you want you fucking conquered the world but like yeah no masculinity is like fucking like why crazy. you just fu- see i, I was so I was fucking ta- dumb i was like yeah. wasted at a bar recently and i was like crying about this shit like this young dude was talking to me about how he like wanted to maybe try sleeping with a dude, but he wasn't really sure if he was into it. But he kind of wanted to try it. Yeah. And he was just crying because he was like, "If I tried it and I realized I was straight, then no woman would sleep with me. No woman would sleep with me if I told them what I did." And I was like, "Yo, I could fuck him in for the next ten years and then get married to a guy." Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm saying I was like, "That's like so fucked up." Yeah, it's a fucking tragic tale. Um, yeah. Why couldn't he try it once? Like, why not? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's, I didn't make it this way. Uh, uh, it's very, yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, hesitating to even spout off on this because we just hit about an hour. Oh shit! Um, sorry. No, we don't have a limit or anything. I just want to check in with you guys uh, and see, like, feel like kind of wrapping up. If you got anything else you really want to get to? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I'll talk as long as you guys want, but it's, it's up to you guys. I'm enjoying. I'm not this. stopping until two. Joins the DSA until you are a card-carrying member. I, I, we need the card will, delivered here. I will lose the card. <laughs> even if you give it to me, I might be like... We'll make you off. a weird anarcho-crusty card holder. I'll show it to you can hang it off of one of your crazy people earrings. people yell at me. <laughs> people well, are going to... I'm going to use my anarchist card. I don't think people are going to yell at you because you showed them your DSA card. Yeah, probably, probably. It's probably going to be some of the things you're yelling at them that caused them to yell back. I'll just get hit on it. <laughs> Wait, so you think it's all my fault? What? That people yell at me. You think I instigate <laughs> all of it? I don't think. I think you think <laughs> in very extreme black and white terms, I and do. it's not all and it's not none. No, no, but, but I, maybe I would if you, you find your yourself in fights with other weird political, uh, crazy fucking people like myself, it might be that we're bringing a little bit of a, this on ourselves because uh. we're. Strung out and hung over and fucking demented and online all the time. As long as I'm not yelling at each zero. other. <laughs> what the fuck? iPhone, everybody. Um, another podcast just turned on and then was recorded for a second on this podcast. Oh, wow. Podcast wow. Inception. That's marketing. Um, <laughs> um, Jesus. 
what the hell are we talking about? Did tra- we miss topics? Did we go too off topic? No, no, no. I mean, I got to everything I wanted to talk about. That's, right. I didn't have that much. Like we, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, uh, that crazy shit that the cops were doing in China, but I don't, I didn't even read enough uh, enough on it. We'll get to it like next week or something. Um, before I, do you want to plug anything before I wrap this shit up? I want to plug stuff. Do you want to plug stuff? You plug first. Uh, I can plug this on March 31st. We're talking DSA. There's going to be a uh, <laughs> paid protest, which is oh, uh, comedy. Have you? Yeah, I mean, but I go to Star Bar. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, the, our next one is actually going to be at Verso Books. That's on, really cool. Yeah, really looking forward to it. We're going to have some drinks there. And then I'm, I believe, I think I might be bartending. So. <sighs> Cool. You get you know a, a personal uh, podcast one with, with, while you're being served a drink. Are How you be serving this cum that you brought? Yes, we'll <laughs> get sake. We'll get some sake in there uh, by request. <laughs> it's gonna be at Verso Books in Dumbo on the 31st at 7:30. Cool. Check that out. We're gonna have a lot of funny people. A page. Uh, yeah, check Wait, it out. When is it again? March 31st. I'm only asking again for myself and for people who need it again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so my name is Tuke Edelo. You can follow me on Twitter at the number two with a K E D A L O W. Uh, you can listen to my show, What Would Save the World, on Radio Free Brooklyn, three to four p.m. on Wednesdays, or on What Would Save the World on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make this documentary with Queen Amore, who's this trans queer performance artist. If you look her up, she spells Q Queen with a Q W E E N and uh, Amore like A M O R. And she is. She performs. She has a lot of shit about religion. And I'm. Tr- I have. I own this fucking school bus, which is why I said I'm the anarchist Miss Frizzle earlier. And I'm trying to take the school bus around with her to like the Westboro Baptist Church and a bunch of places where we're gonna kind of like protest the sexist and the like gender issue, whatever fucking fucked up parts of religion, but also talk about the beautiful parts of spirituality. So we're trying to make that documentary. If you just check me out on Twitter, you can find links to all this stuff. If you want to be in a politically correct version of Les Mis, you should hit me up. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Or we're going to do parodies of all the songs and talk about how Javert is so Blue Lives Matter. It's fucked up. Anyway, thank you. This has been fun. Thanks, Jake. Thanks. What's your name again? A- Andersley. Andersley. Okay, thank you both. It was fun. Talk cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, f- uh, fucking around with us here in the uh, podcast basement. Um, I'm Jake Flores. As always, I... Um, what do I got coming up? You can see me in Minneapolis with our co-host Rog of Meta at the Comedy Quarter Underground at the end of the uh, month, at the end of March here. I'll put a, an ad up for it. Um, uh, if you're bored, I also run a podcast called Mr. Cleo where I read tarot cards and get drunk. Uh, and it's a call-in podcast. So I've tried to call it that so many fucking it's times. It's been going really well. People fucking clog up the lines. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I recently, I got right back into the swing of recording that podcast. I'm very excited about it. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of that soon. Um, I don't think I really have anything else to promote. Um, if I applied for one of your TV writing uh, jobs, uh, please hire me. I'm very poor. Everyone else in this scene is a, um, uh, they're all lying. They're all rich as fuck. Um, I want to desperately stop working at my restaurant job. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, just hire me. Just fucking. If you have a thing, just hire me. I was talking to somebody about this the other day because like everyone gets mad if you're a comedian and you're on Twitter and you're like, "Hey, please hire me," because it seems like cheating. But it's only cheating because it destroys the illusion that this is a meritocracy. It's not. 
It's all social climbing bullshit. Uh, you should be able to just come out and say, I hate my job and I would rather write jokes for a living. Uh, if this makes any sense to you, what I'm saying, and you want a, um, a completely corrosive political firebrand who's going to start too many fights and uh, mainly spend lots of time at the office online fighting with other people like Took. Um, you want it because it's trendy right now. Hire me, baby. Uh, yeah, you need that, that fucking, um, that's the rose emoji shit in your life. Um, <laughs> that's what you want, right? I'm not selling myself very well here. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. I it's fine. It's trendy as Brooklyn. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like lo- barbecue. Small portion yeah. barbecue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Small this. portion barbecue with like a Bernie Sanders smokery. <laughs> yeah. That's what I am. Help me take over the world. Um, no messiahs. Yeah, feral jokes on the internet, you know that. That's it. Fuck it. Thanks for listening. And thanks for reaching out, by the way. I've gotten a lot of emails from people, and it's very uh, encouraging and hearty. It makes me want to keep doing this. So, thanks. Um, oh, I'm going to play us out on this. Uh, <laughs> there's a song. I'll play it after I I'll insert it to the podcast. But uh, have you heard the um, the Ministry Antifa song? No, I haven't, but I love the anti-typhoid. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking bad. Um, the band Ministry from, you know, music uh, from the 80s and shit made a song <laughs> about Antifa that doesn't really seem to have a point of view. Like, it's kind of like it, this, the video is very info warsy. Oh, There's just oh, symbols fun. flying all over the place. That's why I love anarchy in the UK, because it's like incredibly anti-anarchist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of turns me on. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's whack as fuck. Uh, my friend Kenneth Holland sent it to me and, uh, I thought it was really funny and I, I forgot I was going to throw it on the podcast at some point, but it's a terrible song, a dumb music video, and it doesn't appear to be either pro or anti anything. It's just like a bunch of people just going like weird, weird, weird gas hey, masks, America. uh, weird skulls, America. explosions. Uh, America, America, America. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a musical Banksy or something. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's called. Oh, All right. Thanks, idiots. I love you. Responsible for Trump supporters being